Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. I'm curious, as we head into Christmas over the last number of weeks, have you looked at a particular charity to support, whether it be locally, internationally, globally? I know for a lot of people, when it comes time to try to make a difference, we can be caught up in maybe stuffing a shoebox, sending toys to a needy country. But is that really the right way of addressing a bigger issue worldwide? Joelle McNamara, founder of the Kenyan-based development organization, Badala, joins me today. Hello, Joelle. Hi, how are you? I'm well. Did I say Badala correctly? How do you name? You did. Oh, perfect. You did. What yeah, is what is Badala? So, um, Badala is an organization that I founded. Um, it's Swahili for instead. So instead of um, giving things, I I noticed when I traveled to East Africa that um, all these women who were willing to share their stories with me talked about how they wanted a hand up, not a handout. They were looking for sustainable employment, and so um, and and the things that they were doing um, to provide for their families at the time consisted of prostitution, resorting to um, you know abusive domestic partnerships, or these really dangerous jobs uh, for just a couple of cents a day. And so, what we do is try to create sustainable employment opportunities by making fair trade products and um, we found that it was a model that was repeatable across the world. And we've heard about giving micro loans or little loans to different communities so that they can make a difference and change. Go back to the whole idea of they were looking for um, a hand up and not a handout. Do you think too often our charities, we feel good about giving something and uh, then we think everything's fixed? Right. I think that was that was the biggest shift in my mentality when I actually got to experience and see poverty firsthand um, when I, when I traveled to developing countries is, um, you know, I started this organization first as a fundraising organization, thinking that um, I would get really good at raising money to give stuff, whether that was food or drill wells. And what I found was, um, you know, when you, when you give things, it's just, there's this dependency um, that really degrades people. And I mean that in the, the overseas sense primarily where um, it doesn't really make much sense because if there is a demand for the product locally, then there's, there's someone selling it locally. Um, so by giving things, you're, you're putting them out of jobs. Yeah. And, um, and otherwise... You know, if if not, you're just spending money on overseas shipping that for a product that isn't in demand. And so, um, I am a big fan of of giving things locally. You know, doing local toy drives for um, families in the need uh, in North America. 
But then in the overseas sense, it just doesn't make Mm. a lot of sense. And, you know, this is hard because I've got lots of listeners who probably have for years stuffed a shoebox. I know Samaritan's Purse does more good work than just the shoebox, but that Operation Christmas Child does get a lot of publicity. And so we feel good because, I mean, even my children, when they were little, we all stuffed shoeboxes and we helped out in the warehouse. But you're saying that then that shoebox goes to an overseas community and it doesn't really change their lives. They're just given things and they return to the the poverty they've been living in prior to that box. Right. So it doesn't, um, that box doesn't free anyone from poverty. A lot of times these boxes are not, you know, when you fill a box, you don't know exactly where it's going. I think you have the opportunity to choose if it's a boy box or a girl box. Um, but you don't know if it will end up in the Philippines. You don't know if it will end up in Central America. You don't know if it's going to end up in Africa. And so to be mindful of what you're putting in that box is, is impossible with the way that it's set up to mm-hmm. do so. Um, it doesn't alleviate poverty. Um, it, it, it's fun to get, but um, I think, um, you know, my, my bigger concern is, is that if these are toys that, that are wanted then you're putting the person who is selling the toys out of business because you get them for free once a year. Um, or, you know, these, these local families do. And so they'll just wait until it's free. I don't want to just focus on Samaritan's Purse because, as I said, I, I know uh, I've been involved in the organization as well in the past, and they do try to get clean water to communities. They do emergency right. outreach. So, uh, But I, I wanted to just talk about that idea of, as Westerners, we think, here we are, isn't this great? We're going to brighten a child's day. And right. and it's almost like we're um, feeling a little less guilty then that we have so much where other countries have so little. Right. And so I think, I think that in that sense, um, our, our charity has been a a little bit of an act of selfishness. You know, if, if we, if we want to feel good about the things that we're giving so that we can cross it off our list, then, um, then it's really about us. But to be truly charitable and to be truly generous, you really need to consider the needs of the people that you're, you're helping. And, um, yeah, I've, I've found, unfortunately, I don't want to ruin everyone's Christmas memories because I know those boxes are so such a cherished memory for a lot of people. Right. Um, and it's, I mean, you know, kids love toys. And so it's, in that sense... Um, You're brightening it, their day. It brightens a day. Yeah. But... Um, but if you're if you're doing it to alleviate poverty and if you're doing it because you're passionate about seeing global poverty ended, then there are better ways to do that. And I think that's the thing. There are better ways, but those ways might require a little more thought, a little more right. work. <laughs> and so yeah, and absolutely. maybe that's why as much as we think that we're we're making a big difference. I want to take a break here, Joelle, because I I know it's it's tough for me to talk about this, and I've got listeners who will probably be texting and saying, "Wait, Samaritan's Purse—they do a lot of great work." And I, I don't—I'm right. not focusing just on Samaritan's Purse. Right. I want Joelle to delve more into how we can make a difference, and uh, in in another life, in another country, uh, that maybe is a little more in line with what their needs are as well. Joelle McNamara is the founder of the uh, Kenyan-based development organization Badala, which, as she said, means instead. 
instead of a handout, a hand up, 403-974-8255. You know you can always text that number. We're back after this. Talking about the... um Charitable giving, and I, I don't, you know, it's, it's so funny. Joelle McNamara is my guest, and Joelle, you can hear me trying to find the right words because I know everyone has their own criteria when it comes to giving, and if that is in the form of stuffing a shoebox, great, but I think what I want from this discussion is just a broader view of what our giving means ultimately to the, the receivers of this, and uh, I've got some great uh, text coming in. One person here says, as someone who spent most of my life in Africa, your guest is a breath of fresh air. Most people don't want to depend on someone giving. Uh, They don't want to depend on someone else's giving. So this is what you're saying, Joelle. You're saying if you can maybe focus on charities that are trying to make a difference within communities, uh, you know, give me a little bit more about Badala. And I know yours isn't the only organization that does this type of thing. Absolutely. And that that text is so encouraging. So thank you for that. Um, Yeah, what I saw is Actually, I was a student at the time, um, and I just did the math. I said, you know, okay, here here you are um, to these women I met in, in East Africa. said, here, you're prostituting for a couple of dollars a day. Let's start a business. I don't know how much I can grow this business out of my dorm room, but um, just decided on our first product. We made a bracelet, and I sold it um, online and on my campus. And that bracelet started selling out. Um, simultaneously, uh, I had asked these women about their goals. And they, it, it was very just short-term um, in the beginning. It was, I, I want to feed my kids today. Mm. That's a beautiful goal. And, um, and then, you know, after about a year or two, they started becoming more and more long-term. You know, I think... I want to start a business. I, I think I would be really good at um, hosting people in my home. I think I would be, I'm really good at hospitality. I think I should open a guest house. And so, or, you know, I, I think I should open my own shop. And so um, I think, I think empowering people and, and doing charity that partners with people is really, really important. And say that, so doing, uh, supporting a charity that partners with people. So you're saying partners with people in communities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, um, yeah, I think it's really important to just sit with people and and to say what what are your needs and all right, what do you think would be something that would be helpful to you and and people will tell you, you know. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I can't go to Africa and sit down with someone in a poverty-stricken community. So I do mm-hmm. still have to rely on charities. But you're saying right. even if that charity is saying that we, right. we talk to the people in the community, we find out what their needs are. Exactly. So partner with a charity who does, um, you know, who gives a lot of voice to the people that they're helping. And I think, I think um, organizations like Badala. We're a nonprofit, but um, but we sell things. Basically, we have um, partnered with people so that um, we could create a mark, you know, train them to make products, mm-hmm. and then find a market for them in the United States. Um, still a nonprofit because our mission is charitable. Um, but there are there are nonprofits like us, uh, social enterprises, 
uh, that partner with people and do charity that way. There are also a lot of uh, great organizations that do microloans and and do microlending and support people in creating their own businesses, um, you know, where there wasn't employment in uh, larger companies for a lot of these people. You know, they have a community that, that they can um, provide a service to or provide a product to. And that that is really beautiful. I and think we, education is really important as well. Yeah. We have a, an organization here in Calgary, even 10,000 Villages. And when you mm-hmm. go to 10,000 Villages, and maybe you've heard of it as well, you're going to be buying products that have been made from people in impoverished communities. And so at least they're supporting that business model idea as well. I, I'm glad you mentioned it, education. And even the idea of uh, originally you might be talking to people in a community and they just have the, the short-term goal of, I need to feed my kids today. But but it's once you start to deal with uh, the necessities, making sure they have clean water, and and that's why I know Samaritan's Person, a lot of other organizations um, have that. That is their goal: is to at least yeah. make sure you've got the necessities before mm-hmm. they can start having longer term goals. Yep. Yep. Exactly. But how difficult, think, but how, you know, that's the, the problem, I think, is we still have to make sure that those, those necessities are taken care of before we can start even thinking of starting our own business or helping that woman or man in the community start a business. Yeah, I think, um, I think necessities are important. And I've, I've been, um, I've spent time in communities that, that the water source is still the water hole yeah. um, and then have boiled water. And, um, and so, yeah, but I think even in communities like that, there are still people who are still, who still have gifts to give to their community. And so whatever that is, even if it is someone who, you know, offers, just give me, give me a couple cents. I'll go and I'll, I'll go to the water hole. I'll make the trek. I'll boil it for you and deliver it to your door. There are still business opportunities, even in those communities, um, and so I think I think partnering alongside people um, who have that entrepreneurial bent, who sees a solution to a problem that's very creative and and very um, yeah, just finding creative solutions to problems, and then and then having that be a service in the community, not only helps the person who's doing it, but helps the community at large as well. Well, I wonder, and and I don't know, but I I think if I were to ask my listeners, if you were going to support a charity, which one tugs at your heart more? And it would be anything to do with children. But lost in that is the fact that those children may have mothers, fathers, single mothers. And I wonder if enough charities are focused on making sure the adults in a community are healthy and have some goals and have the ability to maybe start a small business. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. And I think that is, is the rub for us. Um, because I, you know, when I first started Badala, um, I also saw this huge need for education. And so um, initially the thought was to make products that would provide jobs for, um, for the parents in a community and then um, also, you know, use some of that money to, um, to provide scholarships, basically. And, and basically what I figured out is how, how much more of a gift is it um, and this is just for me personally, just in the very unique situation that I was in, 
um, I just found that it was more of a gift that I could give the parents to send their own kids to school by paying them um, a larger wage. And again, that's just me because I know not everyone is running, um, you know, an African-based nonprofit and don't have the opportunity to do that. But I I do think education, um, you know, children's charities that that focus on education are are so vital as well. well, you know, uh, and so I, I think it's a both and yeah. sort of Joelle, thing. Joelle, you've got us thinking just uh, another way when it comes to charities and how we can help out globally. Thanks so much for your time today. Thanks for having me. And I just want to throw it out. Uh, if people want more information on Badala, what's the best way to go about that? Badala.org is our website. Um, so you can, you can go there. You can follow us on social media and... Um, yeah, I'd love to have people learn more about what we do. I'm just looking at the lovely bracelets that you made as well. Badala, B-A-D-A-L-A dot org. Joelle, thanks so much for this. Yep, thanks for having me. Joelle McNamara, she founded Badala, and as I said, badala.org. And I am getting some texts from people who are upset that we're even saying that the shoebox isn't a good idea. And it's your own decision. But I think it's another way of looking at charities you support and whether or not the time and the money that you put into that shoebox maybe could go to Samaritan's Purse in the other areas that they're working on or it could go to another charity, as Joelle said. If you can find charities that are really partnering with people, with the people of a community, as opposed to just a charity that swoops in and tries to think that they're making a difference when in fact maybe they aren't.